at some pretty soon moment, I'm going to be like, say the intro! (laughs) (laughs) Coming up next in our three-hour Who's a Huge Dick special. Uh, I'm saying start the intro, (laughs) goddammit! That was a good lead-in! Well, you can can do a jump cut. Welcome to Sanity Check, a podcast devoted to staying informed and sane in the time of Trump. I'm Ben, and I'm joined today by Andrew and uh, also by Mike. Hey. What's up? We are recording on the evening of Wednesday, January 17th, 2018. Today is day 362 of the resistance, just a couple days away from the one-year mark. If you enjoy what you hear, you can subscribe on iTunes, at the Google Play Store, or at our website, sanitycheckpod.com. So, how are you guys doing this week? Who even knows anymore? Is that is that on the outline? It's just... Um, <laughs> no comment. That's a, very similar to... All 12 hours of Steve Bannon's testimony in front of the House. Well, except I'm not on the phone to the White House <laughs> yeah. Council. I don't have any on what I'm allowed to say. I don't have any general recollection of of how I feel this. I'm week. gonna I'm gonna subpoena you to ask you how how you're doing. I have to check with Don McGahn about about all that. <laughs> I don't. Inter- I couldn't it's interesting say. that you, Steve Bannon, and Don McGahn all have the same lawyer. Are you saying Don McGann is Don McGann's lawyer? No, the the lawyer who was sitting there with Steve Bannon at the testimony mm. is also Don McGann's personal lawyer. Uh, that is interesting. Which made that whole thing like even more like inceptiony. Um, but this we're we're going out of order here. We are. Um, let's so let's let, let's let's get what into what the people want to hear about, which this is This podcast the... is a shithole. Right. Oh, wait, is that No, it's, a what... shit, it's actually a shit house. Oh, well, Ooh. that's fine then. Right, so... that That's something that happened in the United States. The, the president described a whole bunch of uh, countries that didn't do anything badly as Well, they had black people in them. I mean, I think that was... He's racist. Some of them might be termed as brown or afro-creole <laughs> no I'm, he talked about haiti and africa which is not a country but and then he called them shitholes and said or that we shouldn't let people come here possibly shit houses but that we should get people from norway not which is apparently not a shithole <laughs> well that's because he had so not a shithole that they the were prime like minister nah well, I know what Norway Norwegians are like clamoring to get in here. They're like, oh, "Wait, you say that you don't get to have health care? Sign me up!" But you know, you could you could be wrong because under sworn testimony, the, impossible. The Secretary of Homeland Security said that she was not sure whether or not Norway is a predominantly white country. That I thought was really great. Um, but you're getting it. The timeline is so interesting to me because there, Trump has this meeting. I just love this whole story. It encapsulates so much. So much. Li- li- Lindsey Graham and Dick Durbin have walk a into planned, a bar. Yeah, right. Almost literally, but they they have a planned meeting uh, at the White House with Trump to discuss their bipartisan negotiation in an attempt to get um, DACA funded and uh, allowed to continue. So Steve Miller then is he's he's like <laughs> wait. I sense that some some compromise on immigration may be about to be reached. He he brought in some immigration hardliners to fire Trump all up. So then uh, and John and, Kelly, who's an immigration hardliner. Yeah. So Lindsey Graham and Dick Durbin, Durbin roll up to this meeting, and they think it's all going to be one way, and then it is a very different way. And Trump is declaiming about how people are trying to you know we have to get rid of all these foreigners and all these terrible people are coming to the United States from. And then he's like, "We well, let too many people in from these shitholes." So after the meeting, and Lindsey Graham apparently got a little indignant at this. Getting a little indignant is what Lindsey Graham does best for Trump. <laughs> right. And then um, Dick Durbin was horrified. Well, Dick Durbin was like, "This is the worst thing I've ever heard." Like, so then Dick Durbin comes out and he's like, "Here's how it all went down." And the at first the Trump people are like, "Hey, come <laughs> we're on!" We're basically like high fiving. Well, no, but their their like public comments were like, you know. We we it was all just some tough meeting. 
don't well, it, don't worry about like it, basically it they were out, like he did thing, say that but you know who cares for, for one thing everyone else who worked at the white house was out at lunch um at a celebratory send-off lunch for dina powell so none of them had any idea what was going I'm on i'm so sad I, I didn't get the invite um yeah. but so it like and then it was over the next couple of days that they started to realize this was making trump look like a shithead because the, it's an the, they started racist, to like horrible thing people to say. who whose first comment like I'm thinking of Tom Cotton first comment was I don't recall him saying that then now he's like you know Dick Durbin has always been lying about what presidents are saying in the Oval Office and I can say that I didn't hear the exact phonemes in that order the way Dick Durbin described them precisely. So it's all lie, you know. Like basically, right, the, everyone's being like. The reason he said like, that is because he apparently believes that Trump said shit house. Yeah, and so he's hanging his whole hole. denial on. He's like, no, he didn't call Haiti a shit hole. Right. He called it a shit house, the, which is, is a term of great endearment and respect. <laughs> this is yet the newest example of why Tom Cotton is a massive asshole. And this is only like four or five days, so so it's like. It's completely not credible the way all these denials are going down, and so then you have this Department David of Homeland Security. David Perdue also yeah. pulled that bullshit. And also, we can examine everything Trump has done in his whole life, and it's perfectly clear what he thinks. Like there, I have yeah. no doubt that he thinks that Haiti and Africa, the continent are all shitholes, and that he thinks we shouldn't let anybody come here from there. Well, and Lindsey Graham said that what Dick Durbin said was true, and... Uh, was, but that's the thing, like... And he told numerous other Republican uh, senators and politicians who have confirmed that they were told by people directly in the meeting that it's true. So, I mean, it, it is, it's, un- it's clearly true. Of course it's true. And, and they don't even care to really deny it that hard. And they're not really denying it exactly. They're just kind of sidling around this, being like, you know, well... Well, Fox News ran a great segment that night on how those places are shitholes. No, that's the other terrible... And it was a wonderful thing that President Trump had said this. Well, Fox News is, is trying their best, but sometimes they get caught flat-footed by Trump trying to change what happens. So, you know, they're like, yes, the president, commander-in-chief, yeah, fuck you, Africa. And then they're like, oh, wait, no, oh, he didn't, we did, we're doing the, well, how dare Dick Durbin accuse the president <laughs> with his long track record of making... But Tucker Carlson is such a weasel that he's... He's a terrible dude. He's good at changing his argument and then blaming, you know, good and decent people for whatever horrible thing he said. So Andrew, did did you um did you have any doubts of that Trump said the the word shithole to regard <laughs> Did you, I did, mean, were, did, were, or were you no, taken not in really. by deceptive Dick Durbin? I wasn't. And and one of the things that I was sort of amazed about was that this comment at long last, I guess, inspired actual mainstream media outlets to come out and say, the president is racist in like oh, that's big, <laughs> big, huge letters on the front page of things. Well, Don which, Lemon opened his CNN it, show yeah. and he was like, hey everybody, the president's a racist. I think <laughs> like, every, like three or four CNN every anchors MSNBC on their shows. And CNN anchor that night yeah. called him a racist. He's clearly a humongous racist and has been the whole time. The other right, thing I but, like is but that now they say we, now we get to least. say it because it's... He's the, he's the least racist. Believe me. <laughs> I feel like you're that you're trying to do a Trump. It's, All I can hear is uh, is <laughs> is Alec Baldwin Trump. I don't like Alec Baldwin's Trump very much, <laughs> but that's not the topic we're doing in this part of the outline. <laughs> so the other thing, this is also really bad for us internationally. Like I feel yeah. like Trump and all the Trumpites have been occupied with trying to figure out a way to to be like to like plead no contest, like to be like, look. Let's just leave that in the past because they know he said it. Everybody knows, they, so they can't be like he would never. But they want to be like done with it and stop having it be doing damage to them. But meanwhile, the rest of the world is like this. You guys are acting like dickheads to everybody, and people have demanded apologies, like Haiti and <laughs> well, and Africa, happen. like every country in they Africa. Have, the country of Africa asked for an apology. No, I mean every country that that is in Africa, I think, no, I has asked it was for an like apology. That. It was like the Union of Af- Africa. 
I mean, there's so many layers to how dumb this is. Africa is like, I don't even know where to start. It's this gigantic continent, and it is full of a huge variety of different countries, different people. You know, there's, I don't even know what to do about this The way that continents often are. It's so stupid that Trump is president, and it makes us look like idiots. Um, It's also the, uh, on the domestic front, the thing that this did was really... Um, pretty much torpedo, I think, any chances of getting a uh, DACA deal. You think this torpedoed it? <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, I'm think serious because, like, tor- it, I didn't torpedoed think it was very the likely. optics of getting any. Well, well, I didn't think it was very likely, <laughs> but I mean, it, the whole point of that meeting was that Graham Which and mean? Durbin were going to present Trump oh, with yeah. a negotiated upon and agreed upon bipartisan uh, agreement about DACA. Now, Trump had to agree to it that he would be willing to sign it. To me, the thing that is preventing the deal is not the specifics of this scandal so much as Stephen Miller. So, like, well, yeah. I agree, but it, it also that at this point, uh, the Democrats are not going to continue negotiating on it because why would they? They don't have a good faith partner, <laughs> which they thought they had before. No, they didn't think that, but they had been at a televised news conference with him where he literally said, I will sign any deal that you put in front of me about DACA. Um, And they thought that maybe if they did it really quickly, they'd be able to do that. (laughs) Dianne Feinstein was able to trick him into admitting that he, like, anyway, it's important to get the timeline right, I think. So the, the problem here is the DACA deal should be very simple, right? The Democrats care about Hispanic people and not flagrantly, you know, sending them out of the country to please his racist base. That's what the Democrats care about, is trying to be humane and thoughtful and good, like, decent. And the Republicans care about getting some money for the wall. We can do that. Like, that... That's a deal. You could, we can make yeah, that deal. We could like, give them a, a little money for border yeah. security. I mean, it's it's basically they're holding these children ransom, and that makes them really evil. But that's what they're doing. So we can give them the money. That's fine. But the problem is that Stephen Miller keeps like getting in between everybody and Trump, so that we can't. That pe- so that people who are like, hey, let's here, we'll pay the ransom. Stephen Miller's like, no, we like because Stephen Miller wants them to get sent out of the country. Well, and this brings us into uh, you know, one of the, the big questions at the moment, which is, is there going to be a government shutdown? Uh, I believe that the answer is no. Oh, did I cut you off? No, no. Uh, I mean, it, it's sort of... It's, not, I, it's just like a bizarre set of circumstances where you've got Republicans in control of the White House, the Senate... And the House, um, and I mean, there shouldn't be the possibility of a government shut down when one party controls all three, uh, you know, of those aspects of government because they because are you're saying they should all majority. be on the same page with each other about right. how to fund the government, and it shouldn't be a problem. Right. But you know, the problem is the House Freedom Caucus. Exactly. They, and they how are... often have we said that? <laughs> So they are in pretty much lockstep agreement on this issue with uh, Stephen Miller. Um, and uh, amazingly, they're, they're okay with spending money if it's, to, if it's to keep brown people out of the country. Yeah, they're basically like, what's the most racist policy? And they like have their research team figure that out. And then they're like, let's do that. Yeah, I mean, it's like Rand Paul said. I mean, how can you conduct business if... Democrats are calling the president a racist. <laughs> did he say that? <laughs> he did. Remember that time Obama wore a tan suit and everybody lost their goddamn mind? For about three months. <laughs> and then he was like, I like mustard, and everybody was just like, oh, fuck. Red alert. Can you imagine if he had said that he thought a hot dog was a sandwich? Can you imagine if he had paid $130,000 to a porn star to keep quiet about an affair he had when Michelle had just given birth to a child? That is number four on the outline. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, nothing. It's all. Don't even worry about that. That didn't happen for another like five to ten minutes. <laughs> um, on the DACA thing, 
the reason I, I was just saying I don't think it's falling apart because they're calling Trump a racist, I think that's Trump's excuse, which he's using to try to, as usual, his technique is fail to do anything useful and then try to blame somebody else for it. I think you're ascribing a level of thinking and I don't think he thinks strategy to Trump that it doesn't exist. I don't he's think an he's thinking about any creature. of this stuff. So he's it's like he lashes out out of instinct. Do you think he knows that the government might shut down and if so no. do you think he knows what that would mean? Oh, for sure he doesn't know the second part. He he <laughs> understands that there might be a government shutdown cuz he's tweeted about it. But I'm, I guarantee you he couldn't describe any of the consequences of a government shutdown. Uh, I completely agree with that. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess, so then, like, I, I mean, I also think that you can make a pretty decent argument that uh, you should be able to impeach the president for being a horrible racist. Well, there's, so impeachment is not on the outline. But but my take is there's questions of can you impeach someone, and then there's questions of should you impeach someone. That is a to my mind, question. the firing Jim Comey is is plenty to impeach oh, definitely. Trump, just procedurally. Definitely. But um, should so, I mean, you should it be done? I, I have that's a much more difficult question. Well, but this brings us, uh, I guess, further into. Um, things that have happened since we last spoke. So um, yesterday, Steve Bannon spent, I think, 12 if hours... Could, if you could use his full name, please. Sloppy Steven. Steve Bannon. Sloppy, sloppy <laughs> Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, he spent, I believe, that 12 nickname, hours... That's like golden age Trump nicknaming right that there. That wasn't Sloppy good Steve. Nickname. That's gross. <laughs> it is. Um, what would be in a Sloppy Steve sandwich? No, no. Let's continue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just think about think about that. It's just Stormy Daniels and Steve Bannon. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Bannon uh, spent 12 hours not answering questions in front of the House Intelligence Committee yesterday. Um, that's like how many Benghazis is that? That's like a quarter Benghazi. Not even a quarter. That's like one one thousandth ben- Benghazi at, at most. Um, I mean, I think Trey Gowdy held at least 500 Benghazi hearings just by himself. Anyway, uh, so Bannon shows up and refuses to answer any questions because he's asserting executive privilege. Um, Even from when the transition was happening, i.e. before Trump was president. So or that's really after amazing. he left the White House. Right. Executive privilege is, like, really amazing now. Um, including things that he had given interviews to reporters about, um, and certainly Michael Wolf. Trump's about, executive so he, privilege you know. is bigger and more powerful than any executive privilege... Anyway, the the House Intelligence Committee was apparently not that impressed by this. So they, they don't love it when you show up and then give them f- false excuses. Right. So they immediately served him with a subpoena, which in theory should compel him to uh, to testify. Uh, but he's he still refused to answer the questions, which he and his lawyer apparently they would call the White House and run the questions by them. Uh, that uh, so I don't understand as a matter of practicality what were they doing like he's sitting there in the room and the person says you know did you and Trump take a big canvas bag of dollars from a strange right. Russian man who met you in an alleyway and, and then so, his lawyer runs out of the room and calls <laughs> Don McGann is that what happened I think basically so what is Bannon doing he's like I need to take a very long drink of water right now like what <laughs> I would yeah, love to I mean, just see the video of him uncomfortably, like, hemming and hawing for time. Because then his lawyer comes back and he whispers to him. Well, and then he, I'm like, sure he could have some some really chummy conversations with Devin Nunez. Through the magic of executive privilege, I am not answering that question. <laughs> right, well, but it, I'm... I'm sloppy Steve Bannon. You're not going to treat me like this. You know, I've read stuff on, on Lawfare in the last uh, day and, and at some other places that, you know... Uh, it's not normal for the White House to directly interfere I'm not in even testimony. Sure it's like le- legit, like it right. seems a little well, bit it illegal. May, it may not be legal. Like a little bit of uh, late treason for the for the White House to interfere in the testimony of witnesses before congressional oversight committee. Yeah, like obstructing the the justice. That's an interesting word that you choose there, obstructing. Yeah, yeah, I did that on purpose. Um, yeah. 
But it seems, whatever the legalism of it, it's definitely very shady. For sure. Now, Bannon was not having a great day, because in addition... When was the last great day he had? Yeah. It's like <laughs> 1975. He even forgot his second button-down shirt. He was Aww. only wearing one shirt. Um, uh, he was also subpoenaed by uh, Robert Mueller to Fun. come testify in front of the grand jury. Now, that is actually interesting, because Mueller has been interviewing... Uh, all the various White House aides. He's going to talk to Hope Hicks, right? Hope which Hicks. All is along, be... I've been like, I've been like, someone. They all better be careful that he never gets to talk to Hope Hicks, because I'll bet she knows everything. Well, she's the best piece of tail Corey Lewandowski uh, ever had. I don't. Did he say tail or did he use the other? That's that. I'm. I was quoting. I, I don't like. That's to so use gross. Why language. would you work for Trump after he, with the way he treats people? Um, I'll never understand it. But he's brought in all of these people to talk in relatively informal interview sessions at his office on a voluntary basis. They've been allowed to have their lawyer with them uh, and so on. He did not present that option to Bannon. He subpoenaed him to Sloppy Steve. He subpoenaed him to speak in front of the grand jury. Now, uh, Andrew, you are a resident grand jury expert. I am. Um, so you can confirm. Would you convict Sloppy Steve? Oh, is that not the question? <laughs> you can, you can not confirm the question. that I'm, I'm right about this, but I'm under the impression that witnesses in front of a grand jury are not allowed to have their lawyer present with them to whisper in their ear while they are test- testifying. That is accurate. And in addition to that, I, if I remember correctly, um, none of the petty drug crimes that were up in front of my grand jury um, we're allowed to use executive privilege to get out of any. But question. what about like Good phone a friend? Could they do that one? <laughs> yeah. I, none of them tried. Since then, um, as was predicted by many legal commentators, uh, Bannon has struck a deal with Mueller. I'm sure. Oh, that's, in, of course, he's he's a coward. Right, to come in so that he doesn't have to testify in front of the grand jury. At least for now, Mueller reserved the right to still subpoena him. Don't because you feel he can like do that. He can do whatever he wants. As soon as Mueller saw Trump and the Mercers cut Bannon loose, he was like, he was, he was like, like, oh shit, this guy's ready to make to make a new yeah, friend and yeah. talk to that person. <laughs> right. I mean, and obviously Bannon knows a lot of dirt, so. Of course. He was all that dirt. He's Sloppy um, Steve. Right. So <laughs> speaking, speaking of dirt, I bet Sloppy Steve knows a lot about the payoff that Trump through his lawyer, Michael Cohen. I bet um, paying off adult actors is Sloppy Steve's number one side hustle. <laughs> well, in Fire and Fury, Sloppy Steve reported to Michael Wolf that there had actually been hundreds of such I thought it was a hundred. That's <laughs> splitting or, hairs. Uh, somewhere, maybe around a hundred, but there had been a lot. There had been a lot of settlements with uh, multiple porn stars and other... Uh, settlements, women. they were hush money. Well, they're technically settlements, but yes, settlements in practice, what? they are hush money. There was no court case. I thought they it was were private. Like... Se- they're private settlements. Private, they're they're, they're uh, private things. settlements where the two parties sign legally binding documents agreeing to something. In this, this case, it's that they won't talk about it. With anything. NDAs, seems really suspicious. Like anybody who gets that many people to sign NDAs, I'm like, what are you doing? So the specific yeah. one we're talking about here is this uh, this adult actress, Stormy Daniels. Um, apparently had um, had a uh, a sexual congress, if you will, yeah. um, with with Donald Trump. It's you, I would a, have gone a little with unclear. intimate assignation. It's it's a little unclear as to whether Melania was pregnant or if she had just given birth. I thought you were going to say present. So no, I don't think Melania was not present for this. Um. um. <laughs> So, so the story here is yes. Melania gives birth to Baron, or she's pregnant, or she's with pregnant him and about Baron. to get pregnant. And then Trump's at a golf tournament, and he meets this beautiful adult film performer and Much invites her him. to have dinner with him. And so she goes to his hotel room, and he's like lying on the bed in pajamas and like watching television. And I'm like smooth. And then he was like, uh, "Let's have sex." Yeah. And then they did. And then they did. So. And a, and and he got her to call an, another um, adult actress 
who was also there. In but order that second choose. adult actress was like, I'm busy. That's exactly what happened. In order she was to like, try, I'm busy not having sex with Donald Trump. <laughs> All night, I'm busy doing that. Um, and apparently then uh, Trump continued... It's unclear whether or not they had an affair, but he continued to What do you mean it's unclear? What are you her. talking about? He was married and he had sex with her. What? I don't understand what you're I mean, saying. I, whether or not this was an ongoing affair or if it was a one-time deal, is what I'm saying. That's another hair split for me. Um, How but many times does it take? The the part of it that's really shady to me is the time they paid her $130,000 to not talk to anybody about all this. Right. And then she approached the Washington Post in October of 2016 because... She's like, I you're not going to believe this. He was the... wearing pajama pants. <laughs> no, he was wearing a bathrobe. And, and pajama uh, pants. Yeah. No, but the he, smoothest so, outfit there is. So she he hadn't finished For signing a, the legal document. year old man. He hadn't finished signing the legal documents, and he hadn't paid her the money. Ooh. And so she was concerned that the election was going to happen, and then he was going to refuse to pay the money that he that he had agreed upon. Um, and uh, and so she was prepared to go public with her story, uh, at which time uh, he paid her off, and now she denies that anything ever happened. But of she actually she does, gave. She's legally obligated. She she actually gave a lot of details already um, uh, to a number of outlets, including... Including who, Ben? Including uh, Fox News. Fox News. Um, who got... Um, Friend of the show. An on-the-record statement from her manager, um, and uh, the reporter from Fox News, I can't remember her name, was all ready to uh, run with the story when it was killed, shockingly by um, her superiors. At, there at were Fox other News. people who had this story, though. There was, yeah, like, In Touch in Magazine. magazine there or was whatever Sleep. Touch. Yeah, um, there, were, there were a lot of people who were working on it. But they could never get the sourcing. But Fox News had it. On, but Fox News had the sourcing. They had an on-the-record statement. Yeah, but you know Fox News is never going to report that. Right. So... And um, maybe they could do it where they could be like, sexual hero Donald Trump. But do you remember that time... Do you remember that time when the Republicans uh, impeached a, a, a president for having an affair and spent like two years on it? And then do you remember the time when um, the the president paid off a porn star $130,000? I remember all those times. For about three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I mean, to be, to be fair slash unfair. Like, I don't give a shit about who he sleeps with. No, I mean, I, presidents have a... There are a lot of presidents who do bad things sexually in history, and there aren't that many who conduct themselves with full honor. That no, said, it, it's it, pretty rare to find one giving a six-figure payoff to a porn star to stay quiet about an affair that they had. Or promising to give one and then not giving it. <laughs> and then and then only giving them the money when they find out they're shopping the story around. Well, I think it's mostly commentary that writes itself on the... Social conservatives who largely oh yeah the evangelicals elected, right who are like this Trump is all fine to the presidency right I mean um, who have gone from you know being all about family values the terrible and, immorality of wearing a tan suit right um, and now apparently none of that matters as long as you Spoilers, do the other shit that it they never mattered. Well, of course it never mattered, but now they're being patriarchy and racism about. is the only thing they care about. I've, I feel like there's a certain way in which it's nice to just get the truth of that all out in the open, because like I've kind of strongly suspected that like neo Confederacy racism and sexism were the only the thing evangelicals factor. cared about, yeah. and now I'm like sure of it. But so now speaking... that we know, can we like go back to? <laughs> no, I mean America's not, not done living for. this way. <laughs> no, uh, this no. is it's all over. No, I mean, it's, well, it's just a moral victory that we know that they're bad. I'm going to be a motivational speaker <laughs> and, a, and a deep editor of this episode. Yeah, that is unfortunately <laughs> going to happen. Yeah. What's the next thing? Uh, well, this episode is just shot through with like pornography and <laughs> long digressions of dubious value. Well, there, I mean, there's a lot of miscellaneous stuff that I'd just like to mention. What about the ex-CIA officer thing here on the outline? 
I, I just want to flip-flop that with five and six, if that's okay with six you. Six is like ten things. I just want to mention those real quickly. So, just in the sense that all of this stuff about Trump and porn yeah, yeah, stars and Trump and shitholes and shithouses and so on has uh, taken away from a lot of actual notable news. So we're going to stuff happened. all the notable news here in the last 10 minutes right. in a big hurry. All right, go. <laughs> um, you know, we, we had uh, about three quarters of the members of the National Park Service Advisory Board quit um, because they've been trying to get a meeting with their putative boss, Ryan Zinke, for the entire year that the Trump administration has been in power. And Ryan Zinke has been too busy flying over the, all over the country on taxpayer dime. Um, to meet with them, so uh, so they all quit. Um, we had another special election in a, a state-level race. Um, this one was in a, a heavily Republican district in Wisconsin, which um, Trump uh, won big. Yeah, not so heavily. Well, um, and uh, uh, a a female Democratic candidate uh, won the won the special election there. It's the most um, potent kind of Democratic candidate. By a wide margin, yeah. too. Uh, it, not enough to change any of the majorities in Wisconsin. But this is but, consistent with the wave election right. hypothesis. It's, it, it's a good thing. Um, con- also consistent with that hypothesis is the fact that Tim Pawlenty, the former uh, fairly popular Republican governor of uh, Minnesota and former uh, presidential candidate, um, announced that he would not be running in the special election um, next year in Minnesota. Um, against Tina Smith or whichever. You know, they used to talk about Palenti as like a presidential candidate. That's why I just referred to him as former presidential candidate, Tim Palenti. No, but like, every he he's one of these guys like Bobby Jindal, like the National Review is always like, this guy's going to be the next big thing. Yeah, he was, a, so he was like a bad big superstar. He's boring. He's terrible. He's really boring. He's um, like a deflated balloon. But he's a big name. <laughs> he's a big name. Big name what? Um, a big name in Losers. Well, Take he's that, a former Tim. Former governor of the state. No, so, you're listening. Um, the fact that the former governor would, at this juncture, already decline to run for that Senate seat—they're all. Ste- there's House. Uh, the number of yeah. retirements and like people who are declining to run again so is very tremendous. large. Yeah. Um, today, um, on the floor of the Senate, um, albeit with almost nobody there to listen, uh, Jeff Flake gave a speech where, among other things, he compared. Donald Trump to Joseph Stalin. So which um, one did he say was better? Uh, he actually said Trump was better. But, that, uh, I think that actually is true. Bigger yeah, hands. Yeah. Um, but he, it, it, the comparison was specifically on um, Trump referring to the media as the enemy of the people. Um, which he pointed out that even Nikita Khrushchev um, was not okay with. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll be willing to listen to Jeff Flake just the second his votes start arriving. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> anytime he wants to vote the right way. There was a really um, depressing human interest story in Politico about the uh, the death of the friendship of Jeff Flake and Mike Pence. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah. Shed they a tear. Appara- they, they apparently used to be like real besties, and they have, they've fallen out over Trump. Um, I don't give one fuck. Over Trump. Fuck them both. Yeah, it, it really made me tear up. Um, in, uh, news that actually matters, um, some, some numbers came out and we have 3.2 million, uh, more people without health insurance than we did a year ago, which is the first time in a number of years that, uh, it has trended in that direction. Hmm, I wonder why. It's really interesting to me that now one of the political parties is just explicitly against people having insurance. Like one of their... Yeah, admitted policy goals is that fewer people should have health insurance. I think that's really interesting. Have you not studied your Ayn Rand? No, but you know that in the past what they would do is they would say, we want everybody to have health insurance, and so we're going to institute this incredibly complicated plan that if you study the details will lead to nobody having health insurance. So the difference is not one of what their intention is, but it's one of just what they're saying about it. It's sort of like what we were saying about the evangelicals before. It's like now the Republicans, you know, the mask is off. They're being they're explicit. Like, we want certain people to die from preventable disease, and we're going to do the best we can to accomplish it. People from Haiti, people from the country poor of people. Africa, poor people, poor people. Poor people. and poor, poor Americans. People. They hate poor um, people and want them to die is the message here. And they're, well, and they're they working want them, on it. 
And and before they die, they want them to stay sick and poor for a long time. I feel like that part is optional. So th- those are all like important newsworthy things that happened this week that didn't get talked about, including by us. Um, we just talked about them. We're not the problem. In detail. <laughs> um, because of uh, Trump and his never-ending news cycle. And then finally, you know, I mean, something that I think ought to be uh, a really huge news story um, is that... Um, I, know, uh, I think I know what you're going to say is that Stormy Daniels is going to talk about the details <laughs> of her relationship with Trump in a in an re- interview yes. to be released later this week, including, quote, what he's like down there, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's got to be the biggest news that you're about Sanity to. Check Pod will be re- reporting Special live what he's like down there podcast. <laughs> <laughs> From the Adult Expo in Las Vegas. Hopefully, I, I don't even, I hope that that, interview does not get released i don't think it's like the necronomicon <laughs> no but the um the fbi arrested a uh, retired cia officer um of chinese descent um who was arrested in uh, connection with a counterintelligence investigation that's been going on since 2012 when it was determined that there was a high likelihood that there was a mole uh, working in the CIA for uh, the Chinese security services. Um, I had it pointed out to me recently that it's it's really creepy that, you know, like we know what our security service is called, right? The CIA, and we know about the KGB and the FSB or and, and Mossad and what, what, what not. But nobody has any idea what the Chinese security services are, are called. Uh, but uh, that's true. I don't. Yeah, I bet. I bet Xi Jinping knows what they're called. I mean, I'm sure somebody knows what they're called. Some, someone does, but it's not public knowledge. Anyway, uh, this guy was spying uh, for China from within the CIA. He was caught um, when he was arrested with notebooks containing highly classified information, including the fully unredacted names and contact information of. Uh, U.S. intelligence assets operating uh, in a variety of places, um, and it's believed that his uh, treasonous activity uh, directly led to the deaths of at least 12 uh, undercover agents. Yeah, I was going to say it in China. I was going to say like, allegedly, but that's pretty damning. Yeah. No, uh, no, they all <laughs> fell down some stairs. Yeah. yeah. So onto a I mean, bullet. Like, th- this is this is a big deal i mean it's gonna um, make it easy for the cia to recruit assets in china for sure oh yeah we've we've had going back obviously into the obama administration um because of this guy presumably and hopefully it was just him um we have had um our network in china has been like utterly destroyed and and we don't really know what's going on china does not play around um as as china has been consolidating its power and doing all sorts of crazy things in the South China Sea. And I mean, this is a really big deal and it would be uh, a good time to have a responsible and intelligent leader. I was just going to say, I mean, that's what this really highlights. There was that article about how there've been several articles about how this is a great opportunity for China. Basically we've elected a a nobody idiot to be in, in charge of the United States and China is taking full advantage. Yeah. It's like, the playground and this is just one example, you know, their, I mean, their security services are famously good, especially their computer people are, like, very good. Um, but I didn't know they had, as they. it surprises me they're good enough to counter-spy the CIA this hard and, like, kill 12 assets. Well, I mean, if you literally have a guy give up the names, Well, I know, but the CIA is supposed like, to you know, be, like, better at, at this. Yeah. You know, that like... Yeah. Their whole I mean, job it, is knowing. Uh, obviously, how to we avoid don't stuff know all like of the, de- the all of the details of the operation. Maybe um, they did it on that, purpose. It's like to lull China into a false sense of security. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, I, I feel like normally this would be a massive, massive event, international incident. Um, Apparently, this guy was disgruntled because he felt that his career at the CIA had plateaued. So he decided to um, do things that would lead to the death of. At least, you know, a dozen extremely brave, brave people. 
Also, it makes me wonder if we weren't taking China as seriously as we needed to be as a threat. Um, that, that's I mean, certainly someone could... true. And uh, if we were in a, a normal circumstance at the moment, uh, that could be something that would be at the front burner of uh, what's being discussed in the government and what's being discussed... Uh, in the country, but uh, again, we're on on this crazy twenty-four hour Trump news cycle. Well, and also and he shared it, that it, it cake with it. Xi Jinping, like, and and he's constantly talking about how wonderful Xi, Xi Jinping has completely figured him out. Like, it <laughs> it was trivial for him to just give him a, some some shiny gold yep. object and big cake. party, and uh, and then he'll talk about what a great friend you are and how wonderful you are and how it's smart you are. It's weird how, like, we supposedly one of the big appeals of Trump was his strong, potent nationalism and he would put America first. And he's so servile and yeah. gross when he's, like, he's a, overseas. He's a star fucker. Yeah, but that, that's totally the opposite. Like, he clearly sucks up to Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin and even, like, the dudes on the Middle East trip. Like, Oh, yeah. It it really he wants doesn't... their tips. He wants to know how he can be them. I know. I, I think, think he. That's I, it. I, I think, think he, he admires really them. The pageantry. I think he mistakes. I think he admires the pageantry them. of dictatorships for good, successful governance when they're actually completely the opposite of each other. Well, and I think that he, when they put on these big shows, he legitimately thinks that it's a sign of respect. Yeah, when what it really is is a sign that he's incredibly easy to manipulate. <laughs> Yes, but it's not that. It's not a sign of that to him because he's a moron. Well, I mean, I doubt he I could mean, even get a twenty-nine out of thirty on the cognitive impairment thing or whatever it's called. For the record, I've taken that screening. What did you get? Did you get a, like a twenty-five? And and Trump did better than I did. No, he did not. He did. I have bad news. You have early stage dementia. <laughs> no, I don't. But he did get a better score than I did. Um, one, one of the questions—that's what is, you would say. Is they give <laughs> they give you like a list of random words, uh-huh. and you repeat them back, and then you repeat them back again, and then ten minutes later, they ask you to repeat the list of random items back again, and I couldn't remember all of them. I've already forgotten. You just don't have the good genes and sterling diet that you need to maintain your cognitive health. <laughs> Ask your neurologist you must have, about You must have used up too much of your energy store Yeah, did you, did you do any exercise other than playing golf, and have you eaten at a non-fast food restaurant? That These was are one the of, risks for that cognitive was one of my impairment. I, I know you guys did not read Fire and Fury, uh, which I did. <laughs> I one actually of, can't read out of respect for the president. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite... Um, uh, assertions since you know you can't take everything that michael wolf says at face value how dare you but one of my favorite assertions is that he claims that the reason that trump likes uh fast food so much is because trump is really uh paranoid about being intentionally poisoned yeah i think that is why he eats the fast Um, food and and he's weird and so he feels that if he goes to mcdonald's and eats pre-prepared food where they didn't know he was going to come in then that's safe. I do. I feel like there's an asterisk here, which is like the White House is supposed to be reliably able to provide non-poisoned food to the president. To the pre- like I'm sure someone thought of this. Like they were like, "Hey, you know what? When we're building the kitchen in here, let's make sure that, that we don't poison the president." Yeah. And but, like Obama got through yeah. eight years, although Trump is apparently a humongous asshole to the staff of the White House, so maybe he should be concerned. <laughs> um. I'm I'm concerned that he eats the cheeseburgers in bed because that's just like that. You get crumbs, you get rodents. No, no, that's how you seduce the porn stars. They show up, and you're there in your in your velour pajama pants. Well, and luck- your you shower them in cheeseburgers. Robe. Luckily, since Melania has juices her own bedroom. from the McDonald's Big Mac dripping down your chest. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Coming up, what he's like down there. <laughs> special four-hour episode does anyone else have anything that they wanted to get to god i don't know can you believe it's almost a year of this shit got three days what the fuck this is such a terror it's like it's like an own goal times a trillion where everything we were doing okay i mean it wasn't great 
but like we were moving some things in somewhat of a better direction and then like white supremacy just grabbed the wheel and slammed the whole thing into a bridge abutment or like Um, off a cliff i don't know what the right analogy is but it's very disappointing and sad (laughs) into a flaming tree I mean, and then we have to watch the whole rest of the world go on and, like, seize opportunities while we're, like you were saying, while we're being like, oh, Sloppy Steve, that's really funny. And, like, oh, what's he like down there? Find out. These are the ones I care about. But I'm sure everyone has their own <laughs> distractions. <laughs> yeah. Well, one, one, one question that uh, I'll throw out as maybe uh, our outro question, if you will, is... Um, um, what do you guys think of the uh, Chelsea Manning candidacy in Maryland? People should there should be a primary, and whichever candidate wins, we should support in the general election. Is what I think. I just think it's a shame that she decided to go after a sitting Democratic senator rather than. Is democracy? People can run if they want to, and we have. Um, I guess my take on it is that it doesn't seem to merit any treatment different from what Ah. we would give to any election you know it doesn't seem like a very nice thank you president that president to president obama what do you primary uh, primary one of uh i don't care about this very much but the way you're talking about it is weird chelsea manning doesn't owe not running for no she can do whatever she wants yeah so she's doing this and there's going to be a primary and that we should Doesn't support mean that the I Democratic... Have to, I have to be supportive of it, though. Well, you don't even live in the district, so what are we talking about? It's not a district, it's the whole state. I, I know, but you know what I mean. You're mad at Chelsea Manning for I just not don't being more grateful why... to President Obama for only ma- having her spend seven years in federal prison? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, don't, I don't feel that way <laughs> as strongly. I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, Senator Cardin. I, I don't live in the state. There should be a primary. I don't know, Andrew, what do you think? Am I, is it... I'm somewhere in between. Um, I definitely... There, sh- there should be a primary. That's what primaries are for. Um, oh, for sure. I, I don't know what... I don't know where Chelsea Manning's, like allegiances lie i guess she's running as a democrat i feel like she doesn't have a tremendous amount of love probably for any political party um i i really don't know though um she should be allowed to run and yeah do what she wants to do like wherever she lives and and uh when you asked the question ben what were you looking for anything more specific i was just curious if you guys thought about it I didn't think about it that much. I I started at where you're at, I think, Ben. Being like, oh, this is a good Democratic guy. Like, why should we try to... Why why not run in a different district that has a, a competitive Senate, Senate seat that's a Republican? Or run for the House. I mean, run for the to, House or something. Yeah, but, um, sure, but... At, at, as sort of a more team player-y... Uh, Move, but I mean, I don't even know if that's what. I mean, it's she a complicated situation. Like, I yeah. mean, keeping in mind that I was fully in favor of uh, her release from prison um, and so on. I mean, th- th- she still also does have connections to WikiLeaks and uh, and so on. So there, there are some questions that could be raised there um, as well about <laughs> potential allegiances. But um, uh, we can certainly let the voters. Uh, determine that for themselves i'm gonna i mean i'm just gonna stay out of maryland's business it's maryland right yes yeah they seem to do a good job mostly i think i think here the reason i think about it the way i do is that i feel like what's going on is chelsea manning is saying that she's decided to run as a candidate for the senate and part of that is asking to be taken seriously as a potential candidate and so i'm saying okay and that entails going through a primary, which I'm sure is going to involve a discussion of everything that you guys are talking about, you know, the, the leaking, the, you know, the whole background. And my assumption is that that will, you know, my guess would be that she's not going to win the primary. That would be my guess as well. Um, but, you know, I mean, if she does, then she does, you know. I mean, you, you always have some, like, kooky candidates who try to primary 
incumbents, right? Um, but for the most part, they don't tend to be well-known people uh, who have any chance at possibly doing that. And um, I think that if someone if someone tried to primary uh, Kirsten Gillibrand and they were a well-known person who could potentially... Bo Deedle. <laughs> someone not like Bo Deedle. Um, <laughs> Uh, but you know, if someone like the like rent is too damn high guy, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If if Stormy Daniels tried, you know, yeah. To, no, but if someone tried to primary Kirsten Gillibrand instead of David Vitter, right. uh, tried to primary Kirsten Gillibrand, I think that I would have the same reaction to it. I mean, it, it uh, like it, just, it would just be like, why? Like when the most important thing at the moment is. Um, are, oh, are you is, saying is voting you're, and yeah. you're, are you uh, doing the it's it's taking money and attention away from races where we would really need it? Oh, definitely. That's a oh, lot okay. of it. Well, yeah, that's a more sort of norm, typical. But you could make that. So are there? Well, I mean, you're 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 imposing a we that we don't know the is, Democratic. Is I mean, the DCCC, we. the DCCC, yeah. the DSCC. I think I assume that's who you're talking about, Ben, when you're talking about like apportioning resources for national races. Because Heidi Heitkamp um, could certainly use some money. Well, I think that you're, Claire McCaskill you, you, could use you some also, money. You also will probably see siphoning off of uh, donations from just progressive people, I would imagine. It, it's possible. I don't think... In the I mean, I, I, would, I would guess that Chelsea Manning... My overwhelming desire as a, as is to be done with the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Let's we can revisit it as as the situation yeah. develops. Maybe I'm wrong, and and we shouldn't have a primary. That would be surprising to me. I think we should have primaries, and I think that we should have elections. I just don't think we should necessarily eh. try to eat our own. When was the last time an election did any good? <laughs> 2012. Today. When was or the yet, last uh, time? Tuesday. Tuesday when? is the last. Oh, that's time. a good point. Yes, in Wisconsin. But when was the last time an election did anyone any good? A Why can't fitting... we talk about how Paul Ryan is probably not going to be in the House anymore? That would be fun. I would well, I, I would like that to happen. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> I hope that is true. We should systematically go through every House and Senate race and talk about our We're going to do thoughts. that. We're going to do that in our series of... Um, of our live, on the what's he like down there, slash... <laughs> Midterm preview episode. <laughs> Except that we're actually going to do a midterm preview episode. Are we? We are. We're actually going to do the other one. I demand it. Okay, we can do both. And <laughs> on that note, thanks for listening to Sanity Check. Make sure to join us again next week. And if you liked what you heard, you can subscribe at iTunes, at the Google Play Store, or at sanitycheckpod.com. And in the meantime, keep resisting and persisting. What an unholy mess. <laughs> <laughs>